how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. In this new series titled, The Anointing and the Anointed, Pastor Bonnie Bahati teaches us on the anointing and where it is found. Download, listen in, and catch the anointing. So today we get to start a new series. The Anointed and His Anointing. The Anointed and His Anointing. The Anointed and His Anointing. And today I'll seek to answer a few questions. The Anointed and His Anointing. The Anointed and His Anointing. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Anointed and His Anointing. The Anointed and His Anointing. Lord, I thank you. So my first question that I'm going to be answering today, what exactly is the anointing? What exactly is the anointing? What exactly is the anointing? That's the first question. Question number one. What exactly is the anointing? Acts 10, 38. Can we read the Bible? It's on the screen. One, two, three. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with... No, everybody's not reading. One, two, three. Can everyone read? Wait, wait, wait. Do you have a mouth? Do you have a mouth? <clears throat> clear your throat. <clears throat> I'm saying clear your throat. Now, let's read together. One, two, three. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. So the anointing, what exactly is the anointing? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Every teaching you hear about the Holy Spirit is a teaching about the anointing. Every teaching you hear about the Holy Spirit is a teaching about the anointing. So the word anointing is both a verb and a noun. The word anointing is both a verb and a noun. The word anointing is both a verb and a noun. Anointing can mean the substance used to anoint a person. For example, anointing oil. That's a noun. Anointing could mean the substance used to anoint a person. For example, what? Oil. That's a noun. Are we together? So anointing is both a noun and a verb. Anointing can also mean the act of pouring oil on somebody or on someone. Anointing can also mean the act of pouring oil on somebody. For example, if I call somebody here and, and start pouring oil on them, you will say he's anointing that person. So the anointing, I'm, uh, the action I'm doing is anointing. And the substance I'm using is what? The anointing. So the anointing is both a noun and a verb. And the anointing is who? Talk to me, the anointing is who? So when I speak of the anointing, 
I speak of the person of the Holy Spirit that is given to us to do the work of the ministry and to live an easy Christian life. Okay, not, I shouldn't say easy, but and to live a Christian life. And to live a Christian life. So, when I speak of the anointing, I speak of the person of the Holy Spirit that is given to us to do the work of God and to live our Christian life. So it is important to go beyond the anointed and see the anointing. It is important to go beyond the anointed and see the anointing. So you ask pastor, now you've introduced the anointed. What is the anointed? The anointed is enveloped in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointed is enveloped in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So the anointed is the person. The anointing is the spirit, the substance by which the anointed operates. So the anointed and his anointing, it speaks of the person. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the anointed. With the Holy Ghost and with power, the anointing. Do you understand how God anointed Jesus of? Who is what? The anointed. Are we together? With the Holy Ghost and with? And the Holy Ghost and power is what? The anointing. The anointing. So the anointing is the spirit. The anointed is the person. So, Jesus Christ of Nazareth went about doing good because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Jesus could have been anointed with olive oil, for example. He could have been anointed by engine oil. He could have been anointed by coconut oil. He even could be anointed by aremis. If he had been anointed with any of these things that I mentioned, we could have safely said that the anointing substance is the olive oil, the engine oil, the coconut oil, or the aremis oil. But the Bible says Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with... So the Bible does not stop and say Jesus was anointed. It goes ahead and shows you Jesus was anointed with what? Because he would have been anointed by aremis. He would have been anointed by olive oil, by engine oil. So we would be saying Jesus is anointed by engine oil. Jesus is anointed by coconut oil. But Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with what? Talk to me, church. Jesus Christ was anointed with what? You have to learn to talk to me. I'm your pastor. Tell your neighbor, talk to your pastor. Jesus Christ was anointed with what? I see the Holy Ghost coming upon you. I see, an, I see you becoming the anointed. An anointing is resting upon you. I say an anointing is resting upon you. So the mysterious Holy Spirit comes to abide a path upon the person who is anointed by God. The mysterious Holy Spirit comes to abide upon the person who is anointed by the Holy Spirit. So when a person is anointed, the Almighty God moves to rest upon him, number one. When an anointed person, or when a person is anointed, the Almighty God, in form of the Holy Spirit, moves to rest upon him, number one. Within him, number two. And with him, number three. So when a person is anointed, the Almighty God moves to rest upon the person, number one. Number two, within the person 
and number three, with the person. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we can say, it is upon you, it is within you, and it is with you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, when the, only, when the Holy Spirit comes to rest on you, He is upon you, He is within you, and He is with you. In a special way. Are we together? So this is what makes the anointed person powerful. Because now God Himself, in the form of the Holy Spirit, has come to abide with that person. He has come to rest upon him. He has come to stay with him. And he has come rather to with him. And he has come to stay within him. So he is within, he is with, and he is upon. It's a three dimension. Within, with, upon. Repeat after me, say, within, with, upon. Within, with, upon. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So the anointed person is somebody who has three dimensions of the Spirit. The Spirit is upon him. The Spirit is with him, and their Spirit is within him. So when you are dealing with an anointed person, you are actually dealing with God. When you are dealing with an anointed person, you are in essence dealing with who? With God. Because God has decided to come and stay within him. He has decided to come and be with him. And he has decided to come and rest upon him. So when you are dealing with an anointed person, you are dealing with who? Talk to me, you are dealing with who? I can't hear you. You are dealing with who? And when you are dealing with an anointed person, you are dealing with the Holy Spirit. When you are dealing with an anointed person, you are dealing with God. And by virtue of dealing with God, the anointing substance is who? The anointing substance is who? So you are actually dealing with who? The Holy Spirit. Because it is God who has decided to come and stay in Sicilia. But now God has come in the form of the Holy Spirit. Because we all know that our God is in three forms. God the Father, God the Son, and God the... He is one person, but he has three different dimensions. Are we together? And the dimensions we are in right now, the dispensation we are in, is called the dispensation of the Holy... Because Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not do what? Talk to me, I can't hear you. I will not do what? I'll send you a... I'll send you another... I'll send you another helper. And his name shall be... The Holy Spirit. I'll send you a helper. I'll send you a helper. There's a Greek word for helper. It's kawot. It just escaped my mind. I'll send you another helper. That helper is the one who decides to come and rest upon, within, and with. So when you are dealing with an anointed person, Mike, you are dealing with God. You are dealing with the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, anointed people are dangerous people. That is why there are severe reactions to people who mishandle the anointed and his anointing. Because they are actually mishandling God. For example, do you know the story of Ananias and Sapphira? When they came and lied to Peter, let's read that in Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Let's look at that. Peter was what? In this case, Peter is who? Talk to me, Peter is who? And the Holy Spirit is who? 
So let's read what happened. Peter being the anointed. One, two, three. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep part of the price of the land for yourself? Mm -hmm. While it remained, was it not your own? Uh -huh. One, talk to me, one, two, three. After it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to... So where was God in that scripture? Where was God when Ananias and Sapphira was lying? To the common eye, you may not be able to see God. But to a person who understands how God works, you realize that when, when Ananias and Sapphira were dealing with Peter, they were actually dealing with who? I can't hear you. They were actually dealing with who? Talk to me. They were actually dealing with who? Because Peter is the anointed. So Peter, the Holy Spirit is upon him, is with him, and is within him. So when Ananias and Sapphira came to lie to him, they thought they were lying to Peter. But who are they lying to? Who are they lying to? Let's see the reaction for lying to God. Number five. Verse 5, quickly. Uh -huh. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who had. When the Bible says he fell down and breathed his last, what do you, what do you think it means? So why did he die? But he lied to Peter, not to God. Didn't he, did he not lie to Peter? So where was God? God was upon Peter, within Peter, and with? So the anointed is somebody who God lives in. So when you mishandle the anointed, you are actually mishandling God. You are actually mishandling the Holy Spirit. And there are always severe reactions to people who mishandle God and people who mishandle the Spirit. And pastor, I mean, I've never lied to you and I did not die. <laughs> Let me teach you something. It is not the anointed who dictates the reaction. It is the anointing that dictates the... So at that point, you may have died in essence, in quote, but you did not die physically. But you began the process of death. Because the anointed has no power of his own. Actually, the anointed cannot control the anointing. It is the anointing that controls the anointed. So, Leo Nazakuja, you lie to the anointed and there's no reaction. Then you feel, ah, Kumbaya can continue to do this thing. Then tomorrow, you come and lie to him again. Now, what happens at that point is perhaps the anointing decides to react in a manner to kill you instantly. The anointed can do nothing. I'm so sure even when, when Peter saw that Ananias and Sapphira have died, I'm so sure he was shocked. He said, ah, did you have to get this far? Me, I was just talking. I was just asking them, why did you do this? I didn't know it would get this far. Because he has no control of the anointing. The anointing has control of him. The anointing has control over the anointed. But the anointed, in essence, has no control over the anointed. So when you are dealing with the anointed, when you are dealing with your pastor, 
you are dealing with God. That's why your pastor can say you are blessed and you are blessed. He says you are cast and you get cast. Who effects the curse and who effects the blessing? The anointing on him. So the anointed is not somebody to mishandle. The anointed is not someone to tow around with. The anointed is not someone to push around. The anointed is not someone to feel like you are equals with. You can actually be older than him. But what is upon him, what is within him, and what is with him is older than you. Because he's the ancient of days. It is God in him. So you can have more wives than him. <laughs> more children than him. More cars. You can be richer. Yeah. The Bible says, and Abraham was rich in cattle and gold. You can be rich. You can even be having more cars than him. But what he has is greater than what you have. And to some degree, if you are connected to the anointed, what you have could be a product of what is on him. Not could be, is a product of what is on him. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, when you are dealing with the anointed, you are dealing with God. I can't tell you, when you are dealing with the anointed, you are dealing with God. Question number two, where exactly is the anointing? Where exactly is the anointing? Where exactly is the anointing? We, we, we've, we've, we've answered what exactly is the anointing. And we said the anointing is what? The anointing is both a noun and a verb. And the anointing is who? The Holy Spirit. And the anointed is who? The person. Are we together? The person in whom the anointing has come to rest upon. To be with and to be, up, to be within. Are we together? So what exactly is the anointing? Or rather, where exactly is the anointing? So the anointing, or the treasure of the anointing, is found associated with the anointed. The treasure of the anointing is found associated with the anointing. The anointing is inseparable from the man. Write that down. The anointing is inseparable from the man. The anointing is inseparable from the man. The anointing is inseparable from the man. So the man has the anointing in, with, and upon. It is within, it is with, and it is. So you cannot separate. You see, you can separate me from these clothes, right? If I remove these clothes, will these clothes be with me? If you find my clothes hanged on the hanging line, will you say that's Pastor Boni? Will you say that's Pastor Boni? Hanged on the clothing line. What will you say? Those are his clothes, right? But when it comes to the anointing, you cannot separate. You can't say that's the anointing of Pastor Boni, and this is Pastor Boni. You can see those are the effects of the anointing upon Pastor Boni. But you cannot say, that is the anointing of Pastor Boni. And this is, they are inseparable. They are, one, they are one and the same thing. So today, you and I are here to seek from that which brings healing. To seek from that which brings breakthrough. To seek from that which brings deliverance. 
to seek from that which causes advancements in life. The Bible, last week we read a scripture that it is the Lord who advanced Moses and I can't hear you. It's the Lord who did what? Talk to me. It is the Lord who did what? That's what the scriptures say. So what we are seeking, that which ad will advance our life. Tell about what which will advance our life is what we are seeking today. And it is called the anointing. The Holy Spirit. Yes. The Bible says the anointing shall break the yoke. Not the anointed. The anointing shall do what? But you cannot separate the anointed from? I can't tell you cannot separate what? You cannot do what? Is the anointing. Can we find it at Masai Mall? Is it at Masai Mall? Is it at Mayan Mall? Can we find the anointing in a government office? Can we buy it there? Can we find the anointing at the airport? Can we find the anointing in a shop that we can buy? Where exactly is the anointing? The anointing is not, is not in any of these places. So where exactly is it? The anointing is found. Write this down. The anointing is found in the anointed man. Write the word in in capital letters. The anointing is found in the anointed man. The anointing is found with the anointed man. And the anointing is found upon the anointed man. The anointing is found in the anointed man. The anointing is found with the anointed man. And the anointing is found upon the anointed man. So the anointing is inseparable from the man whom God has chosen to anoint. So the funny thing about this is that God chooses to anoint people you don't like. Somebody like Genio, pastor. God has chosen to anoint him. You may not like his skills. <laughs> you may not like his height. Or someone like me. You may not like me. You may not like my skin color. You may not like how sometimes I'm, I'm hard on you. But imagine you cannot change whom God has chosen to anoint. There's nothing you can do about it. So where are the, where are the, where are the, should I call it the hassle? Where the, the work is, is where you want the anointing, but you have to deal with a man whom you don't like to get the anointing. Because the anointing is inseparable. That's the irony. It is in somebody. A lot of women, if they are asked where the anointing should rest, they would say to a fellow woman, because some women say men are dogs, so they don't like men. But now God has chosen to anoint dogs. God has chosen to anoint trash. So you have to value trash. You have to say takataka ni mali. That's the irony. That's the irony. You may not like how I preach. You may not even like how I talk. Sometimes you feel like I'm too hard on you. But if you want what I carry, <laughs> you're going to relate with me, with my shortcomings. 
true that I get angry easily. It may be true that I beat people when I'm angry. It may be true that when I'm angry, I say foolish. It may be true. It is actually true. But if you want what I have, you have to interact with me. And you cannot say, now I've gotten enough of what you have. I no longer need you. After you get what I have, to sustain what you have, you have to remain in constant interaction with me because you got it from me. <laughs> you got it from me. You have to maintain it. You don't go to the power socket and say, let me charge my phone. And after my phone is full, I no longer want anything to do with Kenya power. Kenya power, pack your things and go. Do you say that? After a few hours, the battery will run out and you have to go back to your socket, your broken socket, your dirty socket, and you have to plug in your, your head, your plug, your, what is that thing called? Your charger, the head of your charger. You have to plug it into your dirty socket and you have to continue to receive power. You cannot denounce the socket. You cannot say this socket is very dirty. It's socket in Anuka Sana. Mm -mm. This socket is not clean. Is it clean? But it has power. Who wants to test for us? We can, we can show you how to test. So ladies and gentlemen, it is not a matter of I like or I don't like. It is a matter of he has what I need. My work is to submit. Because the anointing is in. It is with and it is upon. The anointing is with, is in, and upon. Yes. It is not somewhere hanging in the air. Until now you say, ah, Pastor Bonnie, I know how to get his anointing. Let me steal his jacket. It's not a commodity you can steal. You can't steal it from me. You can't take it from me. You can't even deplete it from me. You can't say I'm going to siphon everything and leave him empty. That's why even when Saul was in sin, God had rejected him David said, touch not the anointed of the Lord. And the man was in sin. David had the prophet say that the Lord has rejected this one. Because the Bible says the, 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 the gifts of the Lord are without repentance. So once the Lord has anointed somebody, he can't come and say, I'm going to de-anoint you. The anointing must remain. Because the gifts of God are without what? Repentance. That is where men go wrong. That is where men miss it. And that is why a lot of us, we are dead. We have issues. Because when we were dealing with God, we didn't realize we were dealing with God. We thought we were dealing with men. What we did not know is men were portals of God. You are a portal. You see how to access anything on the internet, you have to have a portal. www.something. The internet is so vast. The internet has everything. But if you don't know www.facebook.com, you will not access Facebook. Even though Facebook is available on the net, if you don't know the portal to access Facebook, you will not access it. That is the same thing with God. God is so vast. He's everywhere. But if you don't know the portal by which you have to access him, you can't access him. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. So whether you like Jesus or not, if you want to access the Father, he's the portal. He's the gate. So where men go wrong, is they look at the humanity of the person, you forget the divinity of the person. 
You look at my humanity, you say, Who jama and Nanga Cho? Who jama and Akasirikiana Bibiaki? I ask you in Mona Kamakasirika Bibiaka Kamacha, Akanyagari, Akashikama Futami, Isha Jaka, Akaenda, Nilimona. But that humanity does not in any way invalidate the divinity. In fact, the weakness of the humanity is a sign of the presence of the divinity. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The, the fact that you could see the weakness should be a trigger to tell you that actually if this man is this weak and he is doing this, then it means there is something higher than him doing whatever he is doing. But humanity, we look at the humanity and forget the divinity. Pastors, you are quick to call pastors' names. That's what the Bible says, many have suffered leprosy. Many. And you do not know you are leprous. Like in Kenya, a lot of the problems of Christians, Kenyan Christians, the problems they have started at the altar. The altar that should change their life. Instead of changing their life, it gave them problems. Because they mishandled it. And principles cannot be changed. Principles are not underwear. Z. Principles are systems. Principles have to be utilized. They are laws. You can't break it. It will break you. But you can't break it. So you mishandled your pastor. Then your pastor got angry. I know a man who was part of a certain church in Rongai. He's now gone. He's dead. And actually one of his children is among us. He's one of our pastors. So he, this is a first-hand story. So the man was an associate pastor, like an assistant pastor. Then in that church, there were chaos. Then you see how people come to the assistant pastor and pamper his head and tell him how anointed he is. So he fell prey to that. Just like what they did to Satan in heaven. You know the Bible says, until iniquity was found in his heart. Meaning before iniquity was found in his heart, the man was different. The change of, from Satan, from rather from Lucifer to Satan, began when iniquity was found in his heart. Before he was Lucifer, he was a very beautiful person. Until iniquity was found. So that process of changing from Lucifer to Satan is the one I'm talking about. So they went, told the pastor, you are anointed. Don't be cheated. You cannot be the only one. When you take assistant, when will you be your own man? <laughs> you can also do it. If others have done. Look at how present worship when you are leading, people are lifting their hands. Ekile kile ah ah. Oh, which that's where that song we were moving with God. Oshaye. Oshaye. And everybody would move. Oshe. Everybody would go. Ah. Oshaye. Oh, <laughs> and the person will say, Wow, look at that power! You mean I'm making people dance reverse? And ah, I say, Ah, the man said, Yes, whatever you guys are saying is true. So it entered in his heart. Then iniquity was found in his heart. So immediately, iniquity was found in his heart. The next, the next statement is usually, And the Lord cast out Satan out of heaven, right. So after iniquity is found, the next thing is casting out. 
So he was cast out. So on their way out, they had contributed in that church to build the church. So they told the pastor, as we live, we are living with our mabati. I think that particular pastor had actually bought specifically the mabati. So they went and removed the mabati. So when the pastor comes on Sunday, he finds, hey, there is no roof. So he asked, what happened? And he is told, Unana Jana. They carried. So the, the daughter tells us that the pastor sat down. Because the daughter was still a young girl. Sat down on the altar. Like this. Then he said in Kikuyu, but I'll say it in Swahili. He said, Yani awato manifanya ivi. That's what he said. Nothing else. No curse. No saying you, you will blah blah. No curse. Just saying. Now in Kikuyu. Then he said, I'm telling you the truth. Two years did not end. That guy went from riches to rags. Number one. He got to a place. He was the guy was in was the manager, one of the general managers of Poster Kelly. And if you know the 90s, Poster was a big corporation. So if you worked for Poster, 2000 kids you may not know. If you worked for Poster, it's like working for Safaricom right now. It was a major corporation. He got to a place where he had to sell his TV. That's how broke he was. Now when he got to that place of selling his TV, after he sold the TV, the little money he remained with, he went bought a rope. Bought a rope. Traveled all the way to Kinangop. A place called Kinangop. I went and hanged himself and left a letter. He said, the reason I have decided to hang myself is because I can no longer bear the consequences of my actions. So I have chosen to kill myself. Is that not what Judas did at Akladema? The value of blood. The end of everybody who mishandles the anointed is the same. Because they follow after the pattern of Lucifer. So, the anointing is with the anointed. If you like them or not, it is there. And let me pause and say this. It is not you who chooses who will be your anointed person. You can't say, Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't choose. The Bible says, No man comes to me unless the Lord draws him to me. So it is the Lord, it is the anointing that chooses you. And it begins to draw you to that man. So it is for you to convert yourself and fit in the anointed you are following. <laughs> Let's continue. So the anointing is not found in a shop. The anointing is not found in a mall. It is not found in an office. It is found with the anointed. 
So which one has power? The anointed or the anointing? Which one has power? No, don't just say the anointed. Let me answer the question for you. Which one has power? Because the Bible says it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. But can the anointing break the yoke unless the anointed speaks and says, break the yoke? Can it? If this, there is power in this socket, right? Sindio? Can the power in that socket decide by itself to power this light? Can it say, I want to power it. Can it? It will take somebody to come and say, power. And actually, the anointing can still, is it the anointing? The anointing can still, what is that? Focus on me. You know, when I, want, when I started preaching, I actually wanted to tell you when, when I'm talking about the anointing, the anointing is very, always very strong. Because anytime you talk about the Holy Spirit, it will always be present. So, if we can decide to put the, the head on this socket. But if we don't switch on, it will not switch on. So, which one has power? The anointed the anointing. So years ago, people discovered that oranges could cure diseases. And after some time, science went further and discovered the element within the oranges that actually brought forth the healing. They discovered that vitamin C was the very element in oranges that cures diseases. So many people today simply focus on taking the vitamin C tablets. Because they have a revelation of the secret that brings healing. And the secret that brings healing in oranges is vitamin C. In the same way, there is an element in the anointed man that performs wonders. And that element is called the anointing. Unfortunately, there is no chemical process that can extract, like how they extracted vitamin C from the orange. Right now, you don't need to eat orange to be healed. You just need to take vitamin C tablet. I have vitamin C tablets in my house. And one vitamin C tablet equals to 20 oranges. One like this. So if I take that tablet and you, you eat 20 oranges, we are the same. Because science was able to extract the vitamins, the element that causes healing from the orange. So in the same manner, there's an element in the anointed that gives him power. And that element is the element of the anointing. But unfortunately, there is no chemical process that can extract 
the anointed. Or rather the anointing from the anointed. So which one has power? Because you cannot extract the anointing from the anointed. There is no laboratory, there is no factory that is producing real anointing in bottles that you can have and you say, I don't need the anointed man. God has chosen to put his precious spirit in black people, in white people, in educated people, and even sometimes in idiots. He's chosen that. So if you want the anointing, you have to go to the person who carries the anointing. It is the lack of separation between the anointed and the anointing that is the undoing of proud Christians. It is the lack of separation between the anointing and the anointed that is the undoing of proud Christians. Have you heard people say, I want God to use me, but I don't want to relate with that pastor. Have you heard people say that? I want God to heal me, but I don't want a pastor to lay hands on me. Have you heard people say that? It is the undoing of proud Christians. Because they are unable to separate the anointed from the anointing. What do I mean by that? And I, I had said they are inseparable. He's a man. He can be educated. He can be uneducated. He can be black. He can be white. He can be an idiot. He can be mumu. He can be what? A degree holder. He can be a closet dropout. He can be a carpenter. He is a man. All humanity is upon him. He does what every human being does. He goes to the toilet like you. However, he has something in him that makes him super, in quote, human. It makes him super, and that thing is the anointing. So you can't relate with the anointing without relating with the anointed. So none of the two can do without the other. The anointing cannot work without the anointed. And the anointed cannot work without the anointing. So which one is powerful? Both. Because they are interrelational. It's like you can't have blood with no veins. Because where will your blood flow? Your blood will need veins, capillaries, and arteries to flow. Right? So your body cannot be saying, I don't need arteries. <laughs> I just want the blood. I don't need veins. I want the blood. I want direct injection into my system. If your body is to function normally, the blood has to go through capillaries, arteries, and into the veins. If you want the anointing, you have to relate with the anointed. 
you have to relate with the anointed. So the anointing is in, the, is in three places. The anointing is in three places. Number one, the anointing is with the anointed. John 4, 17. John 4, 17. The anointing is in the anointed. Rather, is with the anointed. The anointing is with the anointed. John 4, 17. The Bible says, the woman answered and said, I have no answered. Eh? I have no husband, rather. And Jesus said to him, John 4, 17. Even the spirit of truth. Sorry, not 4. John 14. John 14. John 14, not 4. I'm sorry. 14. 14, 17. The Bible says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells where? Talk to me, he dwells where? So the first place the anointing is, it is with the anointed. That's the first place. The second place, the anointed carries the spirit upon him. Luke 4, 18. The anointed carries the spirit upon him. Luke 14, 18. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Where is the spirit? I can't hear you. Where is the spirit? It's, let's read together. One, two, three. The spirit of the Lord is... So the anointed carries the spirit upon him. And all those upon with I'm going to show you in the course of this series how they are operational. There's a time when the Holy Spirit comes upon a man of God. And at that point, he can even perform miracles. And there's a time the anointing leaves. And when you meet him after that, he's not able to perform miracles. Because the miracles he was performing is because the anointing had come upon him. So the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. So one of the times where the spirit comes upon is during preaching. Like right now, the spirit is upon me. That's why you, you will realize that when I'm preaching, I have boldness. I have eloquence. You seem to listen and to begin. Because at that point, the spirit has come upon. The spirit in is the one who helps me live my daily life as a Christian. That's the same spirit, like the same Holy Spirit you have when you receive Christ. The Bible says that now we cry, Abba, Father, for the mark of the seal of the Spirit is upon us, the Holy Ghost. That is the one that helps you live your normal life. The Spirit upon is the one that gives you the ability to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. 
So you see all these are miracles to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed by what? Demons. So when the anointing is upon, demons begin to flee. Like right now when I'm preaching, demons in your life are fleeing. I'm saying demons in your life are fleeing. Amen. Look, demons don't have to scream to live. The demons that scream to live are the stubborn ones. Some demons just leave you. Just at the mention of the name of Jesus or the word of God, they just flee. So as the preacher is preaching, the anointing is upon him. That's why when I tell you listen to podcasts, I'm telling you to listen to my voice when the anointing was upon me. At that time, it is the Holy Spirit who was actually talking. So when you listen to those words, you are listening to who? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit is upon me. The Spirit is what? Number three, the third place the Spirit is found. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. The anointing carries the Spirit within him. The anointing carries the Spirit within him. Within him. What is in? That Spirit that is in. 1 John 2.27 This is what I was saying. It helps you live a normal Christian life. The Bible says the Spirit 1 John 2.27 But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you don't need anyone to teach you. You don't need what? But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. What does the Bible say? You will not need anyone to teach you. Talk to me. Have you done something and you said, hey, I don't think this is the right thing. Who was telling you it's not the right thing? The anointing which you received. So you don't need anyone to teach you. This is right, this is wrong. The anointing in you, the Holy Spirit in you, will tell you, Maggie, you're overstepping. The problem is, some of us, we've killed that voice. It's called the voice of conscience. The Bible says, many, have their, how many having their conscience seared, Maybe you don't know, but you should go check out on YouTube later on. How cows? They take a hot iron. Pssst, that is searing. Remove. If they want to write K, they pssst, pssst, and remove. So at that point, the animal has no feeling. I don't give a near if you are Because at that point it's dead. So some of us, the reason why we have no spirit to teach us is because our conscience is dead. Give me New King James. New King James. On the scripture, first John. Rather, New Living Translation. Having their own conscience done. What? Seer. Can we read together? One, two, three. No, wait. Everybody should read one, two, three.
So the anointing is in. The anointing. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it is either in a person, with a person, or with, upon a person. And that is the exact location of the anointing. Remember, that is the exact location of the anointing. This is why an anointed man becomes very important to your life. Because he is the carrier of something that you need. He himself is weak, is powerless, is useless, is human. But he has chosen to carry a portion of the spirit with him, in him and upon him. That makes him very important. The anointing is attached to that person and is so much part of that person that we can, often we can often be deluded to think that the person has some kind of power. He himself has some kind of power. But the truth is, the anointing is so intertwined in the person that it makes it look like sometimes the person has some powers by himself. But the reality is, he has no power. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. So your ability to handle the anointed and relate with the anointed person will determine your access the anointing. Always remember when you are dealing with the anointed person, what you need is the anointing. But for you to get the anointing, you have to interact with the anointed. He might be weak, he might be powerless, he might be human. Some anointed men even have marriage problems, their marriages are broken. Actually, sometimes, to a certain degree, the greater the degree of the anointing, the greater the degree of weakness. Because the Bible says, Paul speaking, he says, because of the abundance of revelation, God assigned a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Like Mungu aliamua, a messenger of Satan. Kazi yake ni kupiga Paul mangumi. Kumpiga ngumi. Because of the abundance of revelation. So sometimes, according to the degree of the anointing, in the same proportion, the degree of weakness. Because the anointing, you can easily feel you are very powerful. You can easily feel you are God. You say, in the name of Jesus, walk. And somebody picks their mat and walk. What will make you not think you are God? So God has to make sure that there is a messenger. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in the flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from being proud. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want the anointing, be willing to relate with the anointed. As I finish, when you are thirsty, what do you want? But where is the water? Where is the water? Can you access the water without the glass? Talk to me. Can you access the water without the glass? So when you are thirsty, what you need is water. But how you need it is through the glass. What you need is the water. How you need it or how to access it is in a glass. I cannot take a pipe eh? and say, you open your mouth, you want water. Psh, will that water satisfy you? That water will be splashing on you. But to quench your thirst, take water in a glass and drink it. In the same manner, 
the man is the glass. The water is the anointing. If you want to access me or what I carry, you have to deal with me, the glass. And as fragile as the glass is, so fragile are the men that carry the oil. They can easily break. They can easily become anything. They are weak. When mishandled, they break. They get dirty, just like this glass gets dirty. But you cannot say, because the glass is dirty, I will not drink water. You will say, I will take the water because you are thirsty. Because what you need is the water. But how to access the water is through the glass. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the Spirit of God. Thank you for the anointing that is upon and the anointing that is within. Thank you for the anointing that is with. Thank you because you are in this place, Lord. Thank you because as we go through this sermon series, the manifestation of the anointing will be so real. The manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.